If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Slightly Something Else. I'm Gerard Scroshaw. I'm joined by Marty Sleever. Hello, everybody. We're back for another edition of Slightly Something Else, the live podcast where uh, we have like a small hollow facade of a subject, which eventually comes around to you giving us a lot of money to say embarrassing things. Uh, so, yeah, that, that pretty much sounds like it. Yeah. So the subject this week, sports games or weird sports games. Why aren't there yeah. more of them? Exactly. Um I feel like uh, uh, when when I was growing up, I didn't play a lot of like regular sports games. However, no. it always felt like there was a weird sports game around, and I got really into it. And like that ended up being my gateway into certain sports. Like I remember spending so much time on sort of weird arcadey slash off the wall slash just like strange genre bending sports games that weren't you know your typical Maddens or NBA Lives or, or MLBs anything like that or FIFA. Um, and, and I, I, I feel like it was, I don't know if there could be a single genre that's just called weird sports, but if there was, I think weird sports might be one of my favorite genres. Well, I think it's hard to sort of, uh, write off sports as an entire genre in itself, because every sport this... has different rules. Of course, every, uh, sport, uh, tests different skills, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, if you had a. If you had a, if you made a, a skeet shooting game, would that be a sports game or would that be a shooter? So, like, is Duck Hunt a sports game? Yeah, exactly. That's a great question. Oh but, my gosh, now I, I don't yes. know. <laughs> but as you say, yes, there used to be a great tradition of uh, fantasy sports games going back all the way to, as you say, Duck Hunt or things like Speedball 2 on the Commodore 64. Yeah. And I seem to remember playing a lot of uh, sort of fantasy sport, general sports things where yeah like caveman games for some reason leapt into my mind which was Man, they loved cave there was a whole caveman olympic was that the yeah. olympic caveman olympics yeah i don't know i don't know if there was a caveman games the caveman olympics but it was like a sports sim but where you're all cavemen and all the sports equipment was dinosaurs and it was the flintstones yeah that sounds that sounds perfect who could who could ask for anything else um i, I would wonder why you'd want to play a mundane sports game when the, the concept of video games allows us to do sports in any kind of weird wonderful places yeah once we've had games like bill lambeer's combat basketball which took a real nba player bill lambeer who was known for um his very harsh defense but then brought him thousands of years into the future where he was the leader of basketball and so he created combat basketball why don't we just have, well, how come there's only one Bill Ambeer's combat basketball? How come we don't get more combat basketball games? Was that what, Who do we talk uh, to about this? Was that what Barclays Shut Up and Jam was riffing off? Uh, I think Barclays Shut Up and Jam was a combination of that, and then there was that Michael Jordan in the Windy City game, which was not a sports game. That was a 2D action platformer starring a very famous sportsman. I guess I always feel like sports, like EA sports and the strictly realistic sports simulations have always mm -hmm. been catering to a sector of gaming that's sort of not us. 
the people who the people who yeah. play FIFA basically only play FIFA. They buy a, yeah. buy an Xbox just to play FIFA and the new EA Sports installments because it's not for you know the gamers like us who want to be in a fantasy situation. It's for people who want to simulate football because they like football. What weirdos they must be! Absolute weirdos. Um, but those have been like the biggest franchises. Like you know, Madden. There's probably more Madden games than there are any anything else. There's more Madden games than there are Mario games. There's more Madden than there are Final Fantasy games. Like it's it's wild that this franchise has been going for thirty years and hasn't missed a year, even but, after the death of John Madden. Maybe sports games are like the biggest niche. At a certain, I mean, is at a certain point, do you hit a size where you just can't be a niche anymore? That you just, I, I suppose. Whereas once, if your niche is bigger than all the rest of gaming, then I guess that's mainstream gaming. Maybe we're the biggest niche. Yeah, we're the biggest niche. There you go. Oh no. Um. Yeah, but I feel like there was. Uh, I, I feel like in the '90s there were these like gateway games, and that was stuff yeah. like, um, especially in the arcade. Like, it's 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 um hard to sort of put into words how big of a of a phenomenon NBA Jam was mm. like NBA Jam was making like tens of millions of dollars a year in quarters in the arcades like it was the game that came along and was able to surpass fighting games in terms of how much money it made annually for a few years in the arcades mm. um and that game is also that game is just absurd to the point where like you could unlock Bill Clinton as a playable character in the game so you just play basketball as Bill Clinton and I'm not sure why that was a thing but not the only game with unlockable presidents as playable characters. I believe Mercenaries uh, 2 did that as well. Yeah. Well, and there not there one game that famously had an ending where you, like, time travel and fight with a bunch of, like, it's like Lincoln and JFK are, like, time warriors, and that's how the I'm, game ended? I'm ashamed to admit I happen to know that that's the conduit too, but something similar <laughs> happens in some of the zombie modes in some of the Call of Duty games. Perfect. Yeah, uh, there's that, one, there's one where you one of where you can fight as Richard Nixon, or and it's all tied into the plot somehow. You fight as Richard Nixon or against Richard Nixon? I think you were fighting as Richard Nixon. Okay, it was like Finally, alternative history all... where the president and his entourage were fighting zombies. Uh, it's finally allows uh, teens all around the world to live their dream of uh, uh, spending a day in Richard Nixon's shoes. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, um, I used to quite enjoy sort of fantasy racing games. There was mm -hmm. a game called Scorcher. I played it that I had on PC that I found a demo on a cover disc that I played incessantly okay. for a while. And it's because of in, having enjoyed fantasy uh, racing games that I uh, felt moved to give games like Burnout Paradise and yeah. uh, Driver Driver San Francisco a try. And if you can like separate the sort of sports game distaste you can feel in the back of your mind or at least i do yeah then you know there's something basically cathartic about driving a car very fast around a track oh absolutely and it's it's those those specific games you mentioned that bring something else to the table that isn't just you know gran turismo like very yeah. sim oriented um you know the, the, even like what mario kart did or what wipeout yeah. did to sort of uh veer their genres off in a specific directions and nintendo suppose, has been yeah yeah i mean I doing suppose, that with sports for a long time i suppose it's worth mentioning this point that we brought this up because there's been a recent wave of indie weird sports games including yeah. cursed to golf yeah which is a 2d golf sim that for me almost plays a little bit more like worms with a yeah because it has that sort of like yeah. front on you 
Yeah. Uh, there is Rollerdrome, which is Rollerdrome. Tony yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater, but with guns and bullet yes. time. Yeah. And I'd also yeah. include Neon White in this. Uh, interesting. Because okay. it, adds, it adds the traditional sporty element of racing. And it's and that game, I would definitely not call that game a shooter. No, neither would the I. The monsters, you should shoot monsters, but it's all part of the traversal. It's all part of the process of racing, which is the main thing you do. Yeah, yeah. It does, uh, Neon White feels like a, it, of any game I've loved this year, it's a, a, the hardest one to classify into like a traditional mm. genre because it feels like it has puzzle elements and like you said, racing elements yeah. um, that all I, sort of glom together. I say speed puzzle platformer. There you go. I like that. And you have to say it very quickly like you did. And so that totally works. There was a mod uh, for Quake 1 that I used to play a lot of back in the day that occasionally I seek out for nostalgic purposes called Slide Quake. And if you okay. look it up on YouTube, I think there's a there's a one or two run-throughs of it. But it's basically Quake where they take away friction. If you're on a slope, you speed up. Oh, that's okay. The, that's the rule. That's basically the only thing they did to change the mechanics of Quake. Yeah. And uh, the idea was you go through a number of tracks and you just try to beat your speed record going around it. And uh, I had a lot of fun. It was very buggy. You tended to stop on slopes an awful lot. Sure, sure. But I, So did, I, did it not have weapons? Yeah, you'd have weapons, but there was no use for them except for, like, shooting switches if you need gotcha. to for whatever reason. Yeah, that sounds really neat, actually. I'd be interested if anyone else remembers Slide Quake. Slide Quake. G go, chat. Chat, remember Slidequake. Is Sonic a sports game? Well, I think uh, we're all, this is all getting back to the point I made earlier, that it's very hard to distinguish the difference between sports game and every other kind of game. Yeah. And that it's all uh, mechanics being applied. Yeah. I think some of the games I've been thinking of, though, are games that take a very familiar sport, but then... Um, purposely don't adhere to the realism of the sport in order to create a experience that feels completely different. Like you mentioned, uh, curse the golf, but we've gotten like a bunch of indie golf games, like uh, golf story, which was like golf, but a JRPG uh, golf club wasteland, which uh, had similar mechanics to curse the golf, but was much more of like an atmospheric sort of narrative thing. Think, uh, what the golf, yeah. which was like slapstick comedy. Um, I think that what they're doing is they're referencing uh, the mechanics of golf games, mm -hmm. which, and uh, just taking that ingredient out as an alternative to the standard gameplay styles that so often appear in things. Yeah. And that's um, what these crazy sports games can do. They can get you to uh, reconsider a not terribly well-used gameplay loop in a more fun light. Yeah, I really like. I guess that's what sports games are right now. They are a trove of little used gameplay mechanics that can now be re-explored. Now that uh, uh, a lot of game design has gotten very standard, especially in the AAA sector. Yeah, yeah, that is that is interesting. It, it's I'm trying to think if I could think of examples of like games that have taken. Well, you had something like Pyre, which we we, yeah, we bring yeah. up fairly often. Which yeah, I was um, about to bring that up. That was just yeah. a, a visual novel. Because when you're making this thing like that's story focused or focused around its theme or setting, like Pyre or like or even like Curse to Golf, all you need mm -hmm. is like a basic enjoyable gameplay loop to drive the experience. 
And that doesn't have to be combat. That doesn't have to be anything. It could just be an old sports mechanic that hasn't been used in a while. Yeah, combining like what is ostensibly uh, basketball into uh, the, the the core mechanics for the 3v3 uh, rituals or rites or whatever they were called in Pyre um, yeah. was very strange at first, but um, ended up being just incredibly is it, inspired. Is it any stranger than any other like core gameplay mechanic used as like a, a combat mechanic to break up a storyline? No, I mean, maybe it was just strange because it hasn't been used before, but like yeah. when you actually dig down into it, like you said, like it's no weirder than, you know, punching or shooting or anything like that. I mean, that's like what indie games need to be doing. They need to be dredging up these gameplay styles and crossing them against other established things. Like I've been playing a yeah. lot of games lately that feel like one thing crossed against another thing. Oh, Neon, yeah. Neon yeah. White uh, is yeah. like speed puzzle platforming. I've just been playing a game called um, The Mortuary Attend Assistant. Okay, yeah. I've, I've, was I, think I saw Jesse playing that game. Which was recommended to me a while back. And I'm probably going to review it. Well, I am going to mm -hmm. review it. Which is sort of a cross between Escape the Room a horror game mm -hmm. and Work Simulator Post Dad game. Interesting. So, it, so it's about like following this mundane task of embalming bodies, but at the same time, it's also an escape the room horror game. Interesting. First person. So that's another perfect example of two things, like you know, discovering yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Like you're like, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that these two things work together, but they kind of do. That's what a lot of innovation is. It's combining two things that have never been combined before and seeing how they get along. Yeah, we even see that in, uh, you know, uh, roguelites like uh, uh, Cult of the Lamb recently, mm. which takes two seemingly very disparate uh, game types, but then finds ways to connect them to create a, a compelling loop for the player. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's funny, though, that we're talking a lot about indie games because in, like, the late 90s into the 2000s, it wasn't just indie developers carrying this torch like you had well, of course um, yes there used to be more genres in AAA, didn't there but then they all sort of blurred together well yeah before activision teams were forced to make call of duty uh, uh maps until they died they uh were allowed to make something like tony hawk which ended yeah. up becoming uh, uh not like a massive sensation like critically and commercially but also kind of um injecting life into like an extreme sports genre which then you know bled into ea doing stuff with like ssx and these weird things out of japan like uh, jet set radio and then you know it was sort of around the same time that nintendo like first party studios had stuff like 1080 snowboarding um and so for a while there the sort of extreme sports ification of games was um was was pretty massive and you even had those sort of elements dipped into um yeah. you know characters would get snowboards and skateboards and stuff in game final fantasy 7 you would get a snowboard during a section and Sonic well i was about to say yeah i mean those sorts of games sort of drifting away was a consequence of as i say all the genres blurring together into the open world sandbox model because in the past you get burnout paradise that was just a open world racing game but these mm -hmm. days a game like grand theft auto or saints row just incorporates car racing uh, yeah. into the sandbox that also includes shooting and on-foot mechanics, and there's no particular reason to have a game that's just the driving around. Yeah, you can you can buy your game that has everything. And there's a lot know, of games, you're, you're... like superhero sandboxes in particular, are all about the traversal mechanics, and you could argue that uh, games that were about snowboarding and extreme sports traversal 
sort of uh, fed into that. I've always felt yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, the really good one on uh, PS2 and GameCube, what was good about that is that it treated the swinging like it was an extreme sports mechanic. So you'd have yeah, race challenges, yeah. you'd have like stunt challenges. It was like Tony Hawk's, but you're Spider-Man in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it becomes like the, the movement becomes kind of like a puzzle in and of itself, like a puzzle platformer, which is one of the things that always appealed uh, to about Tony Hawk to me was, um, you know, it, it, the sheer act of movement was the game itself. Um, and, and that's how I felt too about like, uh, EA at that same time had a, had a label called EA big, which, um, was sort of for more, they're more off the wall sports games. And that's where we got, um, stuff like SSX, but also the, uh, NBA street games, which still remain my favorite basketball games. It made my favorite sports games of all time because it took basketball, but then added a like puzzle platforming fighter combo mechanic to it that uh just looked and felt absolutely incredible to play i don't did you ever play those those like nba or nfl street games i don't think so but it all goes along with the same theme that there's no particular reason uh you couldn't use any of these uh, sports mechanics in that way and as i say there's no real definition of what a sport game is a sport game could be uh, a football game that's like you trying to outsmart another team or which you know you could argue has that sort of tactical element of an XCOM, but real-time or a real-time strategy. Yeah. Uh, or it could be like a time trial thing where you're trying to beat times in a race. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of non-sports games that, that uh, have that sort of element. If you're not like actively trying to beat a timer, a lot of that stuff will just be turning up in a game where you're trying to chase someone and you have to get to them before they run away. Yeah, yeah. Do you... so, so I'm just exposed the whole bullshit of this subject, haven't I? That there's no sure real definition. That there's no real definition of sports game. So you might as well just talk about games. Uh, yeah, I'm less. I'm less concerned about like the definition and more of like folks aren't doing weird and interesting things with this well, anymore. I mean, they are in the indie well, space, are. but in like the AAA space, they aren't. Oh, f- Fuck the triple A's, but I've been playing nothing but interesting indie games the last few months, and I'm increased. And last thing in triple A thing I played was Saints Row, and just made me go, "Why do we still give them all the attention when there's a- <laughs> because because they're the biggest things on the planet?" Because I, mean, I mean, trust me, I'm 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 right there with you. Indies doing all the innovation. One of these days, they're going to come up with something that's really popular, and then the triple A space will rip it off and make a lot of money from it. Perfect. Well done, AAA. I'm proud of you. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a bummer that, I guess, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just, like, nostalgic for a time where these sort of big and interesting games were the best-selling games, and maybe I should just not give a shit about it and, you know, go back to playing Immortality, which has been one of my favorite games of the year so far, like, that kind of thing, and that doesn't need a AAA budget to, to be absolutely incredible. Not to uh, digress, but uh, I try. I tried that out, but I guess I just don't really get that game. What it's trying to do? Oh my god! I I love it. I love it so much. I don't. Th- I don't think the embargo's up till tomorrow. But oh my god! I like it. Oh, okay. I li- better I like better it. shut up then. <laughs> hey, you broke um, embargo to praise our game. We're going to punish you. No, don't do it. <laughs> these are, these embargoes. The they don't. I mean, they don't have to mean anything. The the only reason they they could only possibly mean anything if the developer or publisher actually did anything. If you broke it, 
and I think a lot of them wouldn't even bother. Oh, like if you put up a, if you post a review, if you like post a video review, I think before everyone else, they might be like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, what are they going to do? If you offhandedly say, especially this was a game that was demoed like in the what's summer. An, what's an indie publisher going to do? Not give us review codes anymore. We give them half the exposure they need. Oh my God. You, it I'm sounds just, like you're strong arming them. I, I'm just questioning the system. You know, the only reason like the world leaders are world leaders is because we all agree they are. If we all had decided they weren't, they wouldn't be. If we all decided to stop doing what they say. This, so, this, sounds, sorry, like just, a, this sounds like a sophomore year of college hits the blunt Just talks about what's taking down the, the, the government. I'm just exploring the philosophy of power. <laughs> you know, their game uh, explored the philosophy of power. Uh, Mike Tice's Punch-Out for the NES. That was a weird one. Certainly did. Sorry, yeah. I was just trying to summon a Game of Thrones quote. It was something like, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a room sit three great men, a king, a high priest, and a wealthy businessman. Between them stands a common sword. Each great man bids the sword kill the other two, who lives and who dies. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yes. Was there an answer to the question? Well, no, there wasn't. I mean, that it was a, it's like a Zen Cohen. If a oh. tree falls in a forest and all that. Because... It, you're just it's supposed to make you question the principles of power how did we get here from sports games i don't know i just is this because a sport because I, I don't really play sports games and i'm kind of bored by the whole concept is this a sport um you're bored by them because we don't get the weird ones anymore did you ever play ribbit king that was a sports that was a golf game where your golf ball was a frog and it also had a mind of its own so it would land in certain places and then just start fucking bouncing don't other places I, don't think i played that one no that was a good one. There was Blitz the League. Do you remember Blitz the League? Nope. So that was NFL Blitz, except it, it was if it took place in like the Zack Snyderverse, and so you were able to give your players steroids mid-game, and you got more points if you like broke people's bones and got them out of the game. They only made one of those. They, they That was bad. They shouldn't have made more of those. I had an idea that was penciled in as an idea to make as a dev diary game during my 12 games in 12 months challenge that I never mm -hmm. got around to using, but I'd still think I might like to try, uh, which was a dog sledding simulator. But uh, where instead of dogs, they were oiled up muscular slaves in a post-apocalyptic world. And uh, the whole challenge was to optimize the speed of your sled and your team of uh, uh, dog stroke human people pulling the sled by uh, figuring out how best to optimize the layout. Like some of them didn't didn't run quite as fast if they were next to someone they didn't like. And uh, some of them were more uh, better suited right in front of the pack because they were good leaders. But at the same time, you had to balance that against, you know, having to put the uh, guys, the, the really racist guys in groups of people their own race. I'm gonna be honest, we probably shouldn't make this game. I was I was going to call it Slave Train 3000. What? What's so weird about being a, like a post-apocalyptic road warrior style, you know, dominatrix being pulled on a sled by like 12 hunky guys? Several people in chat have said, oh dear, and oh my. <laughs> You've elicited an oh my. Someone used their fainting couch. They said, good heavens. Um, well, I guess that proves it's got an effective hook. Does it? Because <laughs> I, I got the idea that actually went dog sledding like a while back. 
And uh, at like the time, in, I'd in, like I was in Alaska or in in Canada in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City. Okay. And um, uh, I was the, at the time I was planning my dev diary project, so I was on the lookout for things that would make game mechanics that have never really been explored as game mechanics. And as, and when I was talking to like the dog train leader, and I realised that. Uh, the the art of dog sledding is all about you know positioning the correct dogs in the correct positions. Yeah. But do yeah. they? Do they? Have do a, you think they have to worry about like the inner workings of like? Do you think there's like certain dogs that don't like each other? I don't know. There's certain dogs that have to be like lead dogs, and uh, yeah. uh, certain other dogs that uh, have to be kept apart from certain other kinds of dogs. I, do you know they have to poo while running? They they have to no, have to like poo. a horse. Yeah, they have to poo while running like a horse. Oh, they don't even give them poo breaks. No, that's a, you know that's rough for like if you're the front dog and you poo, the rest of the dogs step on it, don't they? I guess. And then like, like the that. runners on your sled like leave a great big poo trail. Oh my god! But you're in the middle of the <laughs> snowy wilderness. Who cares? I guess that is true. Yeah, I guess at that point you're just like, man, fuck it. What does it matter? What's that name for like the big dog sledding race? Iditarod? Yeah, the Iditarod. I was about to say a Stedford, but that wasn't right. That's a that's yeah, a singing possibly. contest. That, that is a singing contest. Yeah, the yeah. Idit yeah, yeah. The Iditarod isn't gonna wait for your doggies to stop and have a poo. Uh no, that's true. Oh well, I thought it might be like pit stops in cars where they like redo the they, they, they give them new wheels or whatever. But except the dogs just pull over and they shit really quick. The more I talk about it, the more interested I am in making the dog sled management game. I think I think it'd work. I think it works with with the dogs. I think when you start to bring slaves into it, I thought it got a little weird. I don't think. <laughs> I, see, honest. I don't think it would work with dogs because then I think people would. A lot of people would feel bad about having they to wouldn't work, feel having bad to, for the slaves. No, that's the funny thing about humanity, isn't it? You don't really feel so bad if it's like human slaves in gimp masks pulling the sled, as you do if it's a cute fuzzy doggy woggy who wants to have a rest. I feel like I'd, I'd feel bad for the gimp. Well, we need more. We need more empathy for the gimp. Well, he volunteered for it. That's that's the whole that's the whole thing of gimping. It's like an internship, like a, a, a gimp internship. No, they just get off on it. I mean, I feel like it's weird. I have to explain the concept of gimping to you, dude. But yeah, like they wanna, like I don't. Did they sign up for like the idea that they're gonna pull this dog sled? Possibly. Some people they signed up to be like a, a basement gimp. It's domination submission, isn't it? People, people yeah, like that shit. But I don't think they knew that they were signing up for the Iditarod, for the post-apocalyptic Iditarod. Well, maybe they did. I mean, this is a fantasy scenario. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm complaining before I've even like studied the lore, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah. There was a Jerry <laughs> Rice football game with dogs. It's called Jerry Rice and Nidus's Dog Football. Are there games? That like sports games, but with dogs. Uh, that's the only one I could think of. The Jerry Rice one. There was a Mega Man soccer game. That was it was soccer, but with Mega Man and his and his Mega friends. Okay. And, and you could fill out your team with like Cut Man and Iceman and Fireman. It was pretty bad. Do we have any more points? Shall we go to super chats? Uh, my last one was going to be uh, sports has have also been used. Uh, as as weird mini games and other games like Blitzball in Final Fantasy X, True. and that was used very poorly. Final Fantasy X was like built around the massive sport of Blitzball, and let me tell you, that was not fun to play. 
yeah sort of uh sort of when i play like the witcher 3 and i wonder why the world basically hinges on everybody playing this one card game that's like magic the gathering rather than just you know blackjack or something that's really easy to pick up yeah yeah and do you think anyone in the town has ever tried to anyone in the world has been like well i'm gonna create my own game and just like steal the idea and see if i could become more feel like if it could become more popular than it who the hell knows? That's what the next Witcher needs to be about. I mean, there's a reason why the standard deck of playing cards took off, because it's so versatile. There's so many different games you can play with it. Yeah. So it just seems weird that everybody plays Magic the Gathering in the Witcher 3 universe. Yeah, you'd think they'd want to play something that was, like, really mundane, because, like, their normal life seems yeah. so crazy and, like, out of this world that they would just want to play, like, a farming sim. Well, they might want to, like, just play darts or archery practice, because that is also good at training you at killing monsters. You could help them in the real world. Yeah, like laying yeah. down cards isn't going to help you when like a griffin attacks your village, kills your kills your wife and children. Is it super chat time? It's it's always super chat time. All righty. Starting with Ras Museum, who gives 500 Japanese yen to say, "Yats, I finally checked out the dollop after your mention of it last week, and I can't get enough of it. Thanks a ton for the great recommendation." I'm glad you also enjoy it. The Dollop is uh, a comedy history podcast where they tell a story from history and you go, oh, so things have always been shit. <laughs> uh, Eric Cartman gives $5 and says, yearly sports games have almost always been bad, but it feels like we've really hit a new low when the athletes themselves are starting to notice. Is this in reference to some recent story or drama? I hadn't heard um yeah i'm not i'm not sure exactly what they're talking about but uh i know there's like a lot of prominent athletes like especially basketball players and football players who now stream like madden and well NBA. a lot of them probably grew up playing madden games at this oh, point oh absolutely yeah there's even one uh, uh Ky kyler murray a, a renowned quarterback in the nfl who in his contract they had to say because people did did stats and on call of duty double xp weekends his performance in games would go down because he plays yeah. so much Call of Duty. So they literally had to put a, like, please play less video games throughout the year. Yeah, I remember that happening with... In this contract. I remember that happening with a baseball player who was playing too much Guitar Hero and he was doing in all his tendons. Oh, God. That wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a, great, uh, a great reason to uh, lose out on millions of dollars. Because you remember, like, the top sports people are always, like, in their early 20s. You have to be, like, pretty young to make it in sports oh. and like the, yeah, the, yeah. the number of years in which you can be an active top like world world grade sportsman is actually very short yeah that's why that's, it's even like oh god that's why you usually transition to like commentary or management after a few years yeah i mean you even see it's i i feel like the window is even younger for something like esports like players hit 22 and they're like well they passed their prime they can't uh their reflexes are, are going downhill at this certain point. Which yeah, is just I mean, if, and if you look at like videos of the most psychotically good Guitar Hero players, and some of them are like 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're just so nimble with their little fingers. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I've, I've blown all my tendons half to hell playing <laughs> video games and assembling IKEA furniture. There you go. The big two. Uh, Eric Carbon then gives another $5 and says, Also, any thoughts on the Saints Row reboot, Yahtzee? Feels like it would be less of a slap in the face if Volition hadn't mocked the skeptics at reveal time. 
I hadn't heard they'd done any mockery of skeptics, but uh, you'll be able to hear quite a lot of my thoughts on Saints Row in both this week's Zero Punctuation and this week's Extra Punctuation. Well, this week's Extra Punctuation if you're a subscriber. Otherwise, next week's Extra Punctuation. That's so much punctuation. Well. What is, what's halfway between zero and extra, though? That's just a regular amount well, yeah, of punctuation. Yeah, a regular right? amount. A regular amount of punctuation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on Saints Row because I know you're a very big Saints Row fan from back in the day. I went up and down. Saints Row Two was really good. I wasn't so big on Saints Row Three. I think Saints Row Four brought it back for me. And uh, yeah, I have. Did you ever play many, the first one? I have many. I. That's the funny thing. I never played the first one. I don't think I did either. I think it was because Saints Row Two was like what brought it home, and it was the first time the series found its niche. And the reason why I found its niche was because, like, uh, GTA, which it was knocking off, mm-hmm. had uh, sort of done a left turn into GTA 4, which was sort of brown and gritty and realistic and serious. Very brown. Extremely brown. Uh, so they'd left behind the wacky, cathartic crime game niche, and that's what Saints Row 2 jumped into, and that's why it did so well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll hear all about that on Wednesday, I'm sure. The Climate Change Barbarian gives $2.79 and says, Topic, the good, bad, and the ugly of movie tie-ins. I think that's already on the list, isn't it? Yeah, I think that might have been one of the ones I even sent this week. Because it was the 25th anniversary of GoldenEye. I feel feel like we must have covered this before. At least I feel like I've talked about it many times in the past. I'm, I'm sure you have. Uh, I literally, we might have like a year ago. I'm, I'm gonna be. I think I was talking about this last week, where I just delete things from my brain pretty much yeah. the second a live stream ends. So, and uh, the climate change barbarian then gives another two seventy nine. Lots of doubling up super chats so far to say, Marty, favorite waifus. Do you own any pillows? Why was that only to me? How come? How come we're not questioning Yahtzee if he owns any pillows? Well, I mean, obviously, I, own, I don't because I'm I own, a like, suave, sophisticated man about town. Who just wants to make it slave? I did a rock game. <laughs> that would uh, work, I mean, I, mate. I, I own regular human like sleeping pillows. Uh, I do not own any pillows with uh, characters or waifus on them. Uh, like uh, waifus, I don't like. I don't. Uh, I don't. There's like uh, I don't have a favorite like overall. Like when I when I watch like an anime or play a game, I'll, I'll gravitate towards um, cert- certain characters in those games. Um, I was uh, in Persona Four. I was I was I was Team Risei in uh, in Persona Five. Risei's uh, easy mode. Kasumi. Uh, yeah, maybe that's Risei's you know, the one they all. just give you if you can't be bothered to put the effort in. Hey, uh, she came from humble beginnings at her grandma's tofu store, and then rose to fame as an idol. And I'm sure I'm not even 100 percent positive what an idol is, but she's like know. already in love with you. She's the one you she defaults who defaults to taking you to the festival if you haven't romanced anyone else. She well, maybe that's why I liked it. I'm just really lazy. So there you go. But anyway, lazy waifus. Andrew Hickeybottom gives five pounds and says, "How weird are we talking? Remember BMX Triple X, Rumble Roses XX, Hubba Hubba, as Marty would say. I remember BMX Triple X. That was why Acclaim Studios shut down. <laughs> shut down pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was a there was like a, a string where where they a bunch of companies were like, let's do let's do horny games. And then there was uh, like Dead or Alive, Extreme Beach Volleyball, Rumble Roses, which was the, a wrestling well, they've game. Been, they've always been horny games. They were just putting the horny on main 
as the as that is the, true as the common saying goes that is true and now the horny is just on steam did you see markiplier the famous youtuber made a video about orc massage and now orc massage is in like the top 15 bestsellers of uh oh, that used to steam. be me they used to call it the yahtzee bump you didn't make a video about orc massage that was your problem I did uh, did a video about Painkiller way back in the day, and then that made the Steam sales quadruple after it came out. Still, oh, my, like before. my like ultra-viral days are past me, but, you know, I'm one of the few who managed to leverage it into a steady career. We're not That's doing, true. like, four million views a week like we used to, but, you know, we make a, a, a decent living. Paychecks keep coming in. That's always good. Brave Othello, member for 16 months in early access, says, is Joust a sports game? Because that was weird. Now, Joust, which one was that? Was that the that one, the one you where you were riding an ostrich? Yeah, yeah, you ride an ostrich. It was kind of like, uh, that, that almost felt like a fighting game to me, right? Or did, was there a ball in Joust? Well, as we say, the sports game definition is kind of bullshit anyway. Yeah. Uh, Phantom of the Night, member for 13 months in early access, says sports games only cater to dads and Europeans. You know, it's funny, when we were talking about weird sports games, I was reminded of my uh, concept of post-dad games that I recently coined. Mm -hmm. Which was like, they take the traditional dad game of like the forklift simulator or the job simulator and add some elements of uh, fantasy or skill challenge. So it appeals to dads who are also gamers, as so many dads are these days. Yeah. And that's sort, like, of what, uh, sort of what the weird sports what? game is. It's like appeals to the sport fans, but there's also some weird like fantasy element to make it interesting. Yeah, which I can I, I can get behind that. And I feel like Nintendo's version of that is it's just sports, but you know these people. Like, but here's your Italian friend and his yeah. dinosaur. And yes. Nintendo's been making a fortune out of that and just cramming every sport down our throat for the last 25 years. Yeah. And then there was Wii Sports. I guess... Nintendo have always yeah. had this sort of feeling like they need to encourage kids to exercise, I guess. For some reason, they've like sort of so. taken that onus upon themselves. I also feel like Nintendo has always viewed themselves as bigger than video games. And so they keep trying to do things that sort of either broaden the, the definition of video games or reach new audiences. Um you know, the Miyamoto's now like spearheading stuff like the Mario movie, so wanting to sort of branch that out, which is, you know, making a movie based on something certainly I've, isn't. I've a, said it before, but prospect. movie adaptations and games aren't branching out. They're a sort of reduction of the of the subject matter, I always think. Yeah, especially a thing like Mario. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see next year when it comes out, but I, I don't have very high hopes for it. Uh, Tubby 131313, member for 18 months in bonus content, says, sorry for being off topic, but which of George Carlin's seven dirty words is your favourite? Well, I'd always have to go with twat. I don't even know, is that even one of his seven dirty words? Well, he pronounced it twat. And incidentally, oh, okay. that's how I know Sunday Gold wasn't written by actual British people, because they kept saying <laughs> twat. They kept pronouncing it twat <laughs> instead of twat. <laughs> but well, but uh, embargo's still not uh, clear on that one. <laughs> the pronunciation embargo was up, though, so that's fine. But, you know, fucking Team 17, as I say, what are they going to do? <laughs> Stop threatening the people who send us codes. I'm not threatening. I'm just, you know, questioning power dynamics, as should happen <laughs> in a healthy democracy. But it sounds like you're the one who wants all the power. 
wants or has? Uh, oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, dynamics are different when I'm reviewing indie games versus when I'm reviewing AAA games, I suppose. This is true. Because, you know, for a lot of indie games, like a very, a lot of them like get in touch and say, we're so thankful for you reviewing us. We're so thankful for you helping us rise above the slurry. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, didn't, that, you don't get that. You're not going to get that from Saints Row? No, no. AAA no. people, you know, I'm like, I'm an ant to them. Uh, Kurt Horsling gives $5. Says, not exactly weird sports, but non-sim arcade-style sports games like NBA Jam and NFL Blitz would be a welcome return. I think those would be great. I think it's it's a complete waste that um, like the NBA Street brand isn't being used. Um, just seems like a real boring. I don't know. Making like a sim sports games to me just seems really boring. Do something weird with it. Uh, well, as I say, that's for people who actually like the actual sport, i.e., weirdos. Just go watch that sport. But they can't be in the sport then. This is true. Can't be in the sports. Uh, Bomb Fair gives four ninety nine and says, "Hi Yats, unrelated to anything being talked about, do you have any horror books that you'd recommend?" You know, not really. I don't really read so much uh, horror books. I always think I prefer horror as a video game medium. You're saying that you're, you're not even a big fan of like horror. I guess you don't watch a lot of movies, but no, no, no. not a big fan of horror movies. Well, I used to quite like eighties style slasher movies for the camp value. Sure. I watched all the Jasons and all the Freddies. I actually, I actually enjoyed Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason was a film made for people like me. <laughs> uh, Goo Bomber gives $5. Says, uh, Blazeball. Blazeball? Blazeball? How do you say that? Is my favorite weird... Blazeball. Blaze is my favorite weird sport game, though it is less of a pure game and more of a surreal community-influenced fantasy sport simulation. Yeah, baseball's a thing. Um, I believe game designers created it, but it became this online, it was almost like fantasy sports, but with completely made-up teams and rules. And I think it was created during the pandemic, hmm. and it really caught on, and people became really obsessed with it, and were like following the, the results of fake games and this fake sport. Where is the line between fantasy football and D&D? &D? I ask you now. Miniatures. Okay. I wonder if there's anyone who actually makes miniatures and like little like like little styrofoam like football fields and stuff. That'd be pretty neat. Well, they make foosball tables. Those have miniature football players involved. What if season three of Adventures Nigh was just fantasy football? I could go for it if we just did like a sort of a tournament arc. I think where, it'd be like, funny. Uh, oh my god, tournament would be great. Uh, Mortimer suddenly had to manage a peewee hockey team. <laughs> I think that'd be wonderful. For an entire, like, tournament. I would love that. We have to wait uh, for a specific sponsor to come in. So once, like, the NFL comes in to sponsor it. Well, we, we're, like, working in, like, nightclub management mechanics into our D&D &D campaign. So, you know, yeah. football management probably wouldn't be too weird a thing to throw in there as well. Uh, Will Cooling gives two pounds and says, Please say, Brayden is a goon and William is a goat. Okay. Feel bad for bad for Braden and William. Feels like they got the short end of that stick. Uh, Bajango gives five dollars. Says, given how beloved the street versions of NBA stroke NFL games were, it is kind of surprising EA hasn't gone back to it. Ripe for unlicensed generic indies. Uh, oh, I, I agree. I would love for someone to just steal the uh, the sort of the NBA street mechanics to create a little 
puzzle puzzle platforming fighting game. That'd be great. If you like. I would love. Uh, Crash Nikoff gives 20 Swedish Kroner and says, Is Barclay Shut Up and Jam Gaiden a sports game? Yeah, we brought that up earlier. Yeah, I think that I think Gaiden is a RPG. Yeah, that's an RPG. It's like a joke. It's like a joke game. But it takes. I think like there's one of the bosses is like a ghost of Bill Cosby, which that's not great. Yes. I mean, I guess if you beat him, that's good. Didn't didn't age well. No. (laughs) Uh, Like when Subway's Jared appeared in South Park, and then they put him in as like a a boss in one of the games after he was outed as a pedophile. Oh, no. I didn't know about that. Uh, Cade Brockhausen gives $5. It says, have any indie devs ever gotten really butthurt about a ZP? Pulled a Sony. I seem to remember the developers of Jupiter Hell got a bit narky. Because I sort of, I sort of like made a gaffe in that I'd said the game didn't have gamepad support but i've been playing a, like a pre-release copy and the release copy did so they got a bit uh at us about that as i recall but oh, most but you, usually they're good sports yeah like when uh, those fashion police squad devs showed up in showed up in the uh in the chat last week when i was streaming. oh that's always nice yeah it's always nice wouldn't to have devs in chat yeah that guy, you know, gives two dollars. Says, "But why make good sport game when bad game sells?" Also I don't know. A little thing like artistic ambition, <laughs> slight dignity. Andrew Higginbottom gives two pounds. Says, "Does Marty know any good incest sports games?" Do I? I do not. I don't. I don't know if there's any sports games that have really combined uh, incest. That's a strange Somehow, thing to ask. Because I talk about Game of Thrones and have <laughs> talked about Twelve Minutes, I've become the resident go-to incest guy, which. I don't know how that happened. We've all we've all talked about Game of Thrones in twelve minutes. Yeah. And also, uh, I've been watching this new Game of Thrones show, and I am worried there's going to be some big incest in it. Well, there is inherently incest in it because it's about House Targaryen, isn't it? Yes, which is very much a little incest. Yeah, that's not great. Not great. I think Game of Thrones was irresponsible in not realistically depicting what happens when you breed brother to sister for generation after generation. Yeah, everyone shouldn't be all handsome. Everyone no. should just be all, like, fucking monstrous. I mean, I mean the last few, like, em- Egyptian kings were, like, you know, they could barely stand up. Yeah. See? Guys, don't... Don't kiss your sisters. Uh, Pablo Pseudonym gives $5 and says, What is the appeal of a new Madden or FIFA? Is it the updated roster, or is it the Call of Duty effect where it is the one your friends are currently playing? I wouldn't know. I guess it's just... You know, it's the same reason why sports fans buy a new uh, imitation sports kit every year because they slightly change the logos on them. Yeah, it's. I feel like we've hit a point. Growing up, I do remember pretty substantial leaps, um, which we've talked about before in just gaming in general, but in sports games, like. If you look at a Madden game from 95, it looks way different than 99, which looks way different than 2004. Um, mm. Whereas now, if you look at a Madden game from 2017, it's going to look pretty much exactly the same. as Yeah, technology's kind of plateaued. Yeah, and so like that technology was introducing new mechanics and, and sort of new depth to the game, which I just don't know if it can happen anymore. Like They've tried to introduce like story modes, and they've gotten... 
like Oscar nominated actors to provide the voice for them. And so I guess uh, they're just, just putting one out every year out of habit. I guess. And also like they do still sell. And so, um, I guess they're not I don't know. questioning it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ricky gives five Canadian dollars to say with da recent, so you can tell he's a cool kid because he says da instead of the. <laughs> with da recent PS5 price spike, I'll have to limit my S chats from six to five per week to afford one. Truly tragic. More money for corpse instead of you two suckers. <laughs> well, you can always not buy a PS5. That's an option. I haven't touched mine in months. There's not much to, not much selling it right now. Uh, no, I guess God, God of War is coming out. That'll, that'll be exciting. Although I think that's also still a PS4 game as well. God, well yeah, and God of War PS4 came out on Steam eventually, so presumably this one will at some point. Uh, yeah, but it probably won't be a while. Like Spider-Man just came out on PC. That was well, 2008. Well, that's how they get you. The FOMO is how they get you. Stop worrying about it. That's what I say. Well, people want to play things. People want to be the Spider-Man. We're all not as cold and cynical as you. Some of us want to be the Spider-Man as soon as we can be the Spider-Man. So play the Spider-Man that you've already got. Some more. Probably missed some stuff last time. <laughs> There's more spiders. Yeah. More men. All the games gives $4.99 and says, may have been mentioned already, but SSX, SSX Tricky was my favorite sports game. Over the top snowboarding where you could dance the worm on your board. That was a great game. Yeah, there was that era of of sort of extreme sports. It was just it was really good. We got a lot of good Tony Hawk well, games. Doesn't sound as fun as Slide Quake. Uh, no, but uh, it probably sounds a little more polished than Slide Quake. And it had like Run DMC. Did Slide Quake have official oh, well. songs by Run DMC? No, but it had snowboarding levels designed with quake textures. And okay. big lava pits you could fall into if you hadn't built up enough speed. Okay. I'm genuinely kind of interested in this. Well, uh, I'd be very surprised if you could find a way to play it right now. Sure. But you get the, sure. yeah, it's on YouTube. Let's just add that into the, like, the new Quake games. John Connor. John Connor gives... Oh, actually, there was a time when Quake was like pretty much the only full polygonal 3D game. So there were like mods for pretty much everything. There was like Air of Quake where you where you were an aeroplane and you had Slide Quake, you had you had Quake Rally where you were a car. It's incredible. But anyway, John Connor gives five Canadian dollars and says, I'd probably put my vote for hardest sports game to be high level fighting games. My fingers can't keep up. Well, I uh, guess yeah, that's a sports game, technically. MMA's a sport. Yeah, I got I, I get so yeah, so like Street Fighter and the like are our sports yeah i mean i guess those are those are also some of the most watched esports games so yeah yeah i guess that would that would Mo come yeah mortal Kombat is a sport oh my god incredible match probably uh, is my favorite sport dingus squatford jr gives five pounds and says knock knock who's there i want top i want top who well you'd better go to the bathroom mm, you want a poo that was good that was a very fitting super chat for the name Dingus Squatford Jr. <laughs> I want to meet Dingus Squatford Sr. personally. Forgot what was going on there. Goo Bomber gives $2. It says, shout outs to the Ohio Worms. Best blazeball team. 
Goobomber is a fan of, of baseball. Okay. There seems like the Ohio worms. Uh, Scavenger gives $2. Says, I love the SSX games. Wish they'd make more. Again, I don't know what EA, what is EA doing? What are you doing, EA? Why don't you make mm. some of these games? Not making snowboarding games. Not what making snowboarding games or NBA Street. What's that Ubisoft one? Deep. They made a game called Steep, and then last year yeah, they released Steep. a game called Riders Republic, which was like yeah. all sorts of sports that you could play with your friends. But I, wanted, so I, I don't played play Steep, and it made, really made me think, why didn't they just put combat mechanics into this? Seems like they could have done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Dogmatic Director gives $5. It says, I'm pretty sure sports game weirdness capped at the Bill Clinton cheat code in NBA Jam, which we had brought up, of course. Just the weirdest. Just genuinely the weirdest. Um, I don't, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if, if you can ever top that. I also feel like, I don't know if you could put, like, a modern president in the game. Like, would people get in trouble? Well, who no, knows? I don't think a presidential likeness is like copyrighted. Well, you know, the Secret Service used to black bag you if you so much as made a joke about killing the president on, like, <laughs> that is true. on yeah. the media. I don't think they do that so much these days, probably because they could never keep up with all the shit people post on social media. Not enough, not enough uh, black bags. Uh, Richard gives $2 and says, ever played much Griff Ball or Lucio Ball? Nope. Is that a reference to something? Uh, I believe Griff Ball and Lucio Ball are... are Lucio Ball's Overwatch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also almost said Lucille Ball, who's a person. So that yeah. I, I shouldn't have called it that. Uh, and Griff Ball is uh, Halo. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like... My, Fortnite had to have introduced some sports something right like i feel like fortnite For has everything so that is a sport practically by I, I guess that is true uh, yeah I, everything's a sport i'm gonna pick my nose and flick the bogeys at people and that will be a sport i'd watch to be honest I'd, I'd watch i don't know how we'd, we would like score it or count it but uh 50 points if you get it in their mouth oh my god that, it's got to be a bullseye yeah that's that's the that's the most impressive place to throw a booger SVS Guru 2000 gives 10 euros, says sports games are for all those people that would otherwise bitch and moan at the TV over the, quote, mistakes the players and managers make that they would definitely not make. Yeah, that's a very long way of saying armchair coach. Yeah. Armchair general. Yeah, but then they play the game and then they fuck up. So what's, what's, the, what's the point? These people are fucking wieners. Yeah, it makes me think of that quote, you know, Lawyers have months to pore over decisions that police officers on the scene have seconds to make. Yeah. Uh, Nick the OG has $2, gives $2. Well, presumably they had $2 and then gave us $2. <laughs> and said, see, Marty, exclamation mark, Yarts is on team pronounce stuff right. Yeah, I, I, I always uh, say that pronunciation is, uh, uh, is fake. And that words are jazz, and that we should pronounce them however we want. Pronunciation. Uh, however you... Not pronunciation. See? I rest my case. What? The words are jazz. We should be able to pronounce them however we I want. I spent a very, very long time training myself and learning all the clever ways to pronounce words. And I just want that effort to be appreciated. 
Oh, you're so you're so smart. You're so good at the words. You say twat correctly. <laughs> yes, twat. <laughs> it does sound so much better with the ah. It's. I feel ah. it has much better impact. Yeah. Like if you just say you stupid twat. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, in, in English parlance, it's also a euphemism for female genitals. I don't think that the same applies as twat. Yeah. I don't think so either. As in, you giant twat, get out of my twat. Oh, look at that. Look at that, you use both of them in the same sentence. <clears throat> uh, Ricky gives five Canadian dollars. Says, Yats, I can't wait for your ZP on the The Last of Us remake since you're making one for the RE4 remake. Surely this logic still applies? No. Well, on the other hand, I can't be asked. And there's never really been any logic behind uh, what I review or not. I'll I'll review No Man's Sky twice. Who the fuck cares? I'm crazy <laughs> like that. I'll review Junior Forever before it even exists. <laughs> I'll do that as well for a laugh. I also feel like you're more interested in the Resident Evil 4 one than in The Last of Us, correct? Well, definitely, yes. Yeah, or at least the original game is one that you have a much more invested in. And I'm still not convinced The Last of Us remake isn't just a remaster. Neither am I. <laughs> I think uh I think the embargo's dropping in a few days. Yeah, it's it's doesn't doesn't look very remakey to me. Whereas Resident Evil 4 well, looks pretty remake. Well, I assume it's not a remake cuz you don't need to remake The Last of Us. No, cuz it was you had a fine. perfectly fine version 9 years ago and then a perfectly fine updated version Seven years ago. Yeah, it's just going to be another remaster, isn't it? No. Hey, but this one's $70. Well, fuck that. <laughs> if you buy that, you're the problem. Is there not already? I mean, yeah, you can play PS4 games on PS5. You can just play the existing remastered version of The Last of Us. Yeah. What's the big fuss? I, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I think it's just mostly they wanted a shiny new product for when the TV show launches in a few months. Bleh. Although the the thing isn't really shiny, so I don't know. No. Uh, Ricky gives five Canadian dollars. Says, if you think about it, Dead or Alive is probably the most popular volleyball video game franchise that gamers yeah. totally play for damn mechanics. Well, they yeah. don't, and I guess that was the prof well, that was the point you were making. They don't because they stopped calling it Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball and just called it Dead or Alive Extreme after a while. The the volleyball was getting in the way of what their what the actual reason people were entering was for. Presumably, yeah. Um, that's funny. It feels like there's uh, it's like a there's a, a huge subgenre of anime that are like sports anime. So I feel like it kind of makes sense for games to sort of cater to that specific market. Like Casey's always talking about some volleyball anime he loves called Haikyuu. Um, there's soccer anime. I'm watching a golf anime right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on in well, my life, like, and I'm watching a golf well, anime, like, but it's great. It's like with video games. It's just the mechanic it's using to drive drama. And there's yeah, it could be sports. It could be a cooking contest. Any kind of adversity can be put in the primary loop of the anime. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where was I? Yes, the real DJ, member for three months in early access says lethal league blaze is a good sports plus fighter lethal league blaze i, don't, I think this is, this is the first one i know hadn't heard of that one oh, no, there by um, um yeah 
It looks maybe. And uh, Eric Cartman, member for 10 months and early access, using the member chat to say, just wanted to say hi, hi. Hello, Eric Cartman. I'm sorry that you got into that kerfluffle with uh, uh, Jared from Subway. <laughs> that, was a, that was a South Park joke, a little Cartman joke for you guys. Oh, and here's a member chat from uh, a regular viewer named Nick Calandra, who's been a member for 13 months in early access. Who Why says only the, 13, Nick? Yeah, what the hell? Who says the best sports game ever was pain, exclamation mark, I rest my case. Have you ever been on one of these streams where Nick talks about this game pain? I've never heard of it, and I think this is the first time Nick's ever posted a oh, chat. Fucking all in my yeah. Experience. Also, I, he definitely does not post member ch member chats every every month. It was a uh, it was a it was a PlayStation game that mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was like Burnout's Crash Mode, but you threw a ragdoll person and tried to like cause as much like oh like Porosquivet. Yeah, a little bit like that. And even uh, Saints Row has like a mini game where you try yeah, to like rack the, up the insurance uh, bill. Yeah, the insurance yeah. for a mini game. The, the new Saints Row has basically copy pasted from the previous Saints Row games. Yep, to a T. Um, feels like a lot of things in that in that game was that way. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's a game that for some reason Nick is just—he's the only one who talks about it. Well, I do remember getting a lot of cathartic fun playing Stair Dismount back in the day. Well, and there was go. a follow-up to it called Truck Dismount, which is the same principle, but instead of pushing someone down a flight of stairs, you put them in a truck and drove it at a wall. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Scavenger gives $10 to say, Japan needs to get weird with their sports games like they do other media. There's Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Dunk, but no games where soccer teams fight zombies or a baseball team saves the world. What was that NES dodgeball game? Wasn't that a bit... A bit uh, eccentric. Like super dodgeball. Yeah, super dodgeball. I think that was just a pretty. I think that was a pretty normal dodgeball game. I seem to remember it being a cartoon, a bit, bit, a bit cartoony. I think like, the characters were a little cartoon. Yeah, maybe you had like special shots and stuff. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a Nintendo game called Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. That was like kind of a baseball game, but also kind of a gambling game, but also like paying off a loan to a dog. And you would also hit uh, golf balls at uh, UFOs. That was great. More okay. of those. Uh, and last super chat for now. Ten seven gives five dollars. It says the best weird sports game I ever played was an oldie called Rocket Jockey soundtrack by Dick Dale. That game was crazy good fun. Wasn't the Dick Dale Dick the one Dale? who did Psychobilly Freakout? Is that who? Is that we should know who Dick, Dick Dale is? I don't like saying the name Dick Dale. I only know Psychobilly Freakout from Guitar Hero. It was like one of the expert level novelty songs. Oh, those were too hard. No, that was the Reverend Horton Heat. I think Dick Dale was in the same sort of group. Dick Dale is known as the uh, king of the surf guitar. Surf guitar, rockabilly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did that Pulp oh, Fiction song. Pulp Fiction song. <laughs> Should have just told us that in that way. Yeah, there you go. Easy peasy. Well, there you go. Well, also listen to Psychobilly Freakout by the Reverend Horton Heat. Good song. There you go. Well, uh, I was <clears throat> kind of hoping we'd get Jesse to the Greek on this podcast, but uh, still yeah. a ways to go there. We'll probably make the sixteen days. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. I think. I think we'll make. It. I think there's a good chance we have two more streams today. I think there's a chance we make it tonight. 
Well, also, it should happen while Jesse and Casey are streaming later tonight. Oh, well, hopefully by post CP stream this week at least. There you go. There are uh, all sorts of weird, weird new things. Uh, Jesse, do you want to? Oh, Token what happened? Token toffee. Uh, beautiful. Hmm. Um, Yatsi, I was going to say we have. An exciting show next week. Do you want Ooh, to yes. tell people about it? Oh, yes. In the next Slightly Something Else next week, we will have a special guest in the form of Graham Stark off of Loading Ready Run, who way back in the day was an escapist contributor uh, who uh, I've hung out with and did crossovers with and everything. And we'll basically just be catching up. Catching up we'll after be, all that time. We'll be gabbing, gibbing and gabbing. Gabbing, gibbing and gabbing away. You don't know who the hell he is. You told me earlier. But, um, I literally do not. No, Nick keeps Nick keeps talking about it, and I didn't know if Loading Ready Run was a person or a group of people, but I've learned. I'm sorry. No, don't learning. you worry. But you'll be there as well anyway. I'll just so, sit in the corner uh, quietly while you guys talk about the good old days. So I'll introduce you. Perfect. And, uh, oh, hang on. Rendworth, member for 26 months. Use the member chat to say Blitzball should make a comeback. Blitzball oh, should not make a comment. There's a hot Blitzball, take for you. Blitzball should be buried in the middle of the desert next to uh, John Gotti's body. And uh, E.T. for the 2600, I thought you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Both of those. Uh, yes, so what uh, what other streams have we got coming up today? Holy smoly, we got all sorts of, of nonsense going on in two hours. Jack and I will be back with more of our Elden Ring jar run. Uh, mm. we, we had a little trouble at Redan last time but hopefully we'll be able to get past him now and then uh later tonight at uh, 6 p.m central jesse and uh casey will be back for hidden gems with um there's a samurai jack game based on like, the cartoon samurai jack i don't uh -huh. think about the game but that's what they're gonna be playing so get the by then get that get the get this goal funded look how close about, we are. i was about to say i think i was familiar with it but then i realized i was thinking of afro samurai there was a mm. game of that as well there was yeah that was, yeah, I remember Afro Samurai. Um, and then uh, tomorrow we'll be back with the recap uh, episode two, talking more about House of the Dragon, and it's the 10th anniversary of A24 movies, so we're going to talk about our favorites of those. So come and hang out at uh, noon central, normal time for the show. Darren will be back. It'll be good times. And we have, we have all, of our, all of our normal streams this week. Yes, we got more Metal when, Gear. Yes. We're going to have post-CP with, uh, yes, with on Saints Wednesday, Row. On Wednesday, you'll be able to enjoy my Saints Row review uh, on the site, uh, on YouTube. That will be my Fashion Police Squad review. Uh, but uh, if you get a subscription, you can watch my Saints Row review on YouTube on Wednesday and be all like all mm -hmm. the cool kids. And I'll be streaming that. And then on Thursday, I've got a new extra punctuation landing on YouTube subscriptions, which will also be on the subject of Saints Row. It's almost like there's only been one AAA game of note in the last few weeks. <laughs> then they're going to go hibernate again, and we're going to have to wait till October. Oh, they'll be piling up soon enough, I'm sure. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, and then there'll be a new episode of uh, Adventures Night this weekend, uh, Season 2, Episode 10. Can't believe Ooh. it. Episode 10 already? Ooh. Holy moly. Well, we're past the halfway point. Uh, I should I should hope so. Jeez, that would be a very I, long season. I think there's 15 episodes in this one. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're at the two-thirds mark. 
There you go. That's when stuff starts heating up. Uh, yeah, and then members can check out uh, Darren's new uh, In the Frame on how Game of Thrones, the original series, there was no way to end it well. So they did the best they could. Uh, I don't know if they did the best they uh, could. I don't think that's his argument. I think that's that's making excuses. I, I don't um, think it, it wasn't ended well, but uh, no. I, I think uh, it's a failure of imagination to say it couldn't have ended well. Well, you'll check out the... I haven't watched the video yet. You'll check out the video. Darren's very smart. I'm sure Darren makes it. Okay, well, case. okay. Yeah, I've, I have, I haven't heard his arguments. Well, I guess there was no way to end it well before George R. R. Martin had finished the bloody book. I, he absolutely used that show as like a, 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 a canary in a coal mine. And he's like, what about all these decisions? And then he's like, oh, no, no one likes any of these? All right. Well, I'll just keep those in mind for next time. I guess Arya isn't going to be the person who kills the Night King. What was that all about? I don't know what was it. It was just, I think they just wanted to go to bed. Which, again, I don't blame yeah, them. After like doing it. a show for 10 years, I, I would want to just go to bed as well. Jeez, I've been doing Zero Punctuation for 15 years. How would you um, end it? Well, I wouldn't at this point. It's uh, <laughs> it's my day job. There you go. All right. I think that's all from us. Mm -hmm. So I'll see you on Wednesday. Marty will see you later. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And until there then... No, I'll see you in literally an hour and 45 minutes. What am I until then, cheery bye. Bye.